0: You are listening to the American Truth Project Podcast. This is Because You Asked, I'm very Nussbaum. We are at the Israeli Air Force Center in Herzliya, Israel today, and we have an incredibly special guest. It's my friend, Brigadier General Retired, Ron Rosen. Uh, He has an incredible resume and some great stories to tell. Ron, thanks for being with us. Thank you. So so please start with your resume in the Air Force as the helicopter commander and the close air support commander. Kind of give us a resume of what
1: you did and where you were. Well, being in the Air Force for the last 30, 30 years before I went to other stuff, other things, um, I was a pilot all my life. Uh, flew in uh, different squadrons, both uh, assault and attack helicopters, and both uh, and utility uh, helicopters, uh, medevac and assault and other things. Flew most uh, type of aircrafts, and my last position, I was uh, commander of uh, the joint operations. Uh, the Air Force uh, carries out with uh, ground forces and, and Navy. Uh, So, all of joint operations in the Air Force were were under my supervision. So, how many helicopters is that under your jurisdiction? That is is the Joint Force, uh, Joint Operations Command. And the other thing was the helicopter part. Uh, And I served as the lead helicopter pilot for the Air Force. And uh, all the squadrons, uh, which I cannot say how many, Ah. because we have a lot. were under my uh, supervision uh, uh, during my
0: command. Okay, now you've, you've shared a couple stories with me that are amazing. Uh, I'm sure our viewers would love to hear about it. Uh, let's go with that first story, that's
1: incredible. Yeah, the, the first story, I was a commander, um, uh, I was after my uh, reign of command, uh, in, the squ- in my squadron, was, which was uh, Apache, a helicopter uh, squadron. Uh, I was already then serving uh, in a different place, in the headquarters, but I came to fly, and I noticed a very special mission, which was carried out, and I spoke to the pilot, and it was really an amazing one. Um, apparently, uh, one of the pilots, uh, his brother was uh, in the ground forces, his young brother, quite close to him in age, uh, about five years apart. And uh, he was uh, around uh, 23, you know, a very young pilot in his beginning, uh, at times in the, in, the, in the squadron. And he, and they were uh, called during Protective Edge to assist. Uh, this, was, this was in Gaza. In Gaza, in the north part of Gaza. And the ground forces there uh, had a mission to go into Beit Hanun, which is a village. Right on the edge of the north east part of Gaza, the Gaza Strip. I was actually there yesterday, <laughs> oh, so you saw for yourself how, how close it is. How close it is to everything, to Sterot, and they they were actually they were protecting Israel, their home. Uh, it, it's amazingly close, and it's amazingly uh, it's amazing to see it with your own eyes, right? Just less than two kilometers between to normal living and the other side of the world, the, the darkest places on earth. And they were fighting for their homes. And apparently they had a very difficult situation there with, uh, sadly, uh, soldiers were killed and wounded, and they had to evacuate, uh, and, and, and evacuate you know, both the, the dead and, and the wounded. We should, let me interrupt you one second, General.
0: Israel has a policy. Uh, I guess the closest analogy would be the SEALs in the US. Mm-hmm. Nobody gets left behind. That's right, that's correct.
1: No one gets left behind. I mean, something very bad has to happen if something like that happens eventually. But we do everything and we use all our powers to get back the soldiers, get them back home. And uh, the two two Apaches were called from uh, Ramon and uh, they arrived. And after a very short while, this young pilot realized that the forces on the ground, one of the guys there, was his young brother, 18 and something years old. He was alive, gladly, not wounded or very lightly wounded. And he spoke to him and he said sentences there that when I talk about it now, you know, you get goosebumps from that. It, it was just amazing to see how he calmed him down and he said, Don't worry, brother, I'm here for you and I'm not going anywhere. Uh, so he's in the air. He's in the air. His brother is on the and ground. And he's assisting. His brother is on the ground. They're moving back, getting all the wounded out, getting inside uh, medical, uh, medevac uh, helicopters. Um, and they managed to pull back. And his brother was uh, uh, flown to uh, hospital. And he's okay and everything. But, you know, that those moments in life were, you know, just by chance. You have two soldiers in one family meet on the battlefield in such a difficult... uh, In every sense you think about it, it was just, you know, a moment of of truth and a moment of, you know, you get so much inspiration from a story like that. literally, Mm
0: -hmm. the big brother saved the little brother, saved his life on the battlefield. That's right. One from the air, one
1: on the ground. That's right. That's a great story. What about the special forces operation you told me about? Second story is quite personal, and my first uh, half uh, or less, my, my first third of my flying uh, uh, time was uh, in uh, la- very large helicopters, the Sikorsky, the CH-53s. Uh, and we worked uh, in some place around in the Middle East on a special operations, uh, with a special operations unit, and we were, do- we were carrying out this operation, and it was- we were supposed to evacuate the force at the end of the mission. Uh, right before you know sunrise they finished uh, whatever they had to do and they finished but bad news the weather was very bad and there was this zero visibility and the call was to let them stay there for a day uh, try to uh, in hostile territory in hostile territory and it was bad news for them because we knew how high the risk is and so we asked uh, to try and get get in and fly even though we could not see, and this is a long time ago, I'm talking about more than 20 years ago, and what we had in the aircraft was very, very new at that time. It was actually the first time, I think in history, that there was a a sort of digital map inside a helicopter. And because I had that, my my orientation, I was very well-oriented at where I am, so I decided to fly zero visibility in low altitude. And I asked for permission, and they said, okay, go for it, try. And we started our descent. And you couldn't see anything? We could not see the tip of our nose, basically. And after, you know, just basically flying on the line, we drew on the map and we well planned it, okay? It was no surprise. We were ready for something like that to happen. Uh, and after you know uh, about 10 minutes of low flight in zero visibility we just saw the forces on the ground just you know the last second you see the blip of the light that they put the infrared light landed next to them in 15 seconds they were on the aircraft ramp closed off we go and the first thing I hear when we take off I thought it was something uh, wrong but Then I realized the soldiers were screaming because they were so happy that we were on the way home. And we we just take off with full power and rise above the clouds. And I see the tracers going through the clouds, you know, just flying around us. And nothing happens to the aircraft. You weren't hit. hit. We weren't hit. And the last memory I have is we land at their base somewhere in the center of Israel. And I see all their silhouettes and they're they're going home to their families, to their loved ones. And the interesting thing is uh, the commander of that small unit, the small force that carried out this operation is today. We since then are very, very good friends. He today is a general, thank, thank God. He's even an active general. I'm retired, if he's active. I hope it will be a, a very uh, high, uh, Right, raise in his uh, ranks, and maybe one day even commander of the Uh So it was—it was, it was uh, just an amazing feeling to do such a such a great thing. Great story. Thanks, Yaron.
0: Thank you. This is because you asked, and I'm Barry Nussbaum. You can always reach us at ATPAmericanTruthProject.org. You can write to me at Barry at americantruthproject.org where you can always get an answer and sign up on our website so you never miss an exciting episode. Thanks for listening to the American Truth Project, a 501c3 nonprofit. Please subscribe to our podcast and follow us on our social media channels to stay plugged in to the truth. Go to americantruthproject.org. And subscribe to our newsletter to stay informed on the latest news.